Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Kaz here once again. Say Less Podcast is live on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts at, man. Shout out to everybody that has subscribed so far. It's been a crazy, crazy couple of days, crazy couple of weeks, but I hope if you're listening to this show, man, listening to these episodes, it takes 30 minutes to get your mind off of Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're going through, I can absolutely, you know, I get enough pleasure out of doing it. I get enough pleasure out of uh, having a little bit of the, just a little bit of a disconnect from, you know, everything going on, man. And um, it's, I swear, I know how it feels. I know how it feels where people are waking up every day and not knowing what's next or it's going to get worse, it's going to get better. And, you know, just the absolute catastrophe of and the gravity of everything that's been going on in our world right now. So, you know, to all the creators, everybody out there, support. Get your support. Support as much as you can. This is the time where if you're a creator is is, is when you create and you use your gift, man. Like we were all kind of given this gift from uh, from birth uh, to create something magical. And, you know, what you do with that talent, especially right now when people need it the most, is, uh, you know, what you're going to leave this earth with, man. Um, and this entire ordeal, quarantining, social distancing sort of thing that we've all gone through in the past couple of weeks uh, has really been eye-opening. It's been extremely eye-opening for people like myself, anybody in this world that um, really felt like they had all the time in the world. Because you don't. And, uh, you know, I hate to be depressing about this stuff, but, you know, that's why you listen to these type of shows. Because uh, usually, you know, most of the episodes just kind of come in and we just get right into the shits and talk to the guests and have fun. And if it's anything that can help people be distracted, especially in this time, great. But, uh, you know, just to the people out there that do listen to this for any sort of inspiration on creativity, this will be a good one for you. Hit Boy is a guy that I've known for almost 10 years now, uh, over 10 years now. And, uh, not only is he a good friend and, uh, you know, a longtime supporter and somebody, you know, that's been in my corner for a long time. Uh, he's one of the greatest producers to ever live. Uh, you've partied to his records. You've danced to his records. You've cried to his records. He is somebody whose music and, Somebody who's known to have a gift and was given a gift in this world and didn't waste it and hasn't wasted it. And um, I'm, I'm so glad that we got to talk to him this week. And I'm going to just give you guys a heads up before you listen to this episode that, uh, you know, I was catching hit in traffic because the guy's still working. He's, uh, you know, as he was finishing this interview, he was leaving studio sessions to go link up with uh, Big Sean to finish Detroit 2, which should be out. Any day now, any weekend now. It's been an incredible ride for Hit Boy, man. Um, I met him when the Surf Club, the production duo with Chasing Cash, came through the Source magazine back when I was an editor. And uh, we shot a story, did a whole feature on him and Chase and their whole wave back then. And, uh, you know, just to see where he's come through now and, you know, we talk about a lot of things and a lot of those times in that day, uh, in the days that we've spent together as, as homies, um, back to like watch the throne days to 
Good Friday's days to the making of Racks in the Middle and where he was when Nipsey passed and their last, uh, it, you know, interaction with each other. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those short and sweet episodes. I wouldn't say short and sweet, but, you know, I, we got to try and, I know the, the dude is super busy and, uh, we've been trying to get on the phone together literally for the past week ever since the, uh, Instagram beat battle took place on, uh, on, uh, Instagram against Boy Wonder. But, um, you know, I'm glad we got to do it. Uh, we talk a lot about that beat battle as well. We talk about the creation of some of his biggest songs. We talk about, um, you know, Nipsey Hustle, obviously, uh, Racks in the Middle, a uh, Big Sean's new album, uh, Benny the Butcher's new album, which is entirely produced by Hit Boy, uh, talked about some Nas nice stuff that he got in the pipeline, man. Hit Boy is an incredibly talented producer, incredibly talented songwriter, one of the best of the generation, and uh, I hope you really enjoy this episode, because uh, I really did. So Emilio, I know this is a very, very long intro, but please do the honors and hit the fucking music. What's up with you, bro? Brother, it's been a long time, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. What's going on with you? Ain't the same old thing, man. Just, well, not the same old thing, obviously, with everything going on right, in the right, world, right. but. <laughs> right, right. Same it's old shit. It's crazy right now. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, so we'll just get right into it, bro. Uh, just, I mean, how you been holding up, man? Like, is, I, 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 try, I try to ask everybody that comes on to the show, like, yeah. just. How everything is going with them on a day to day. So how how you holding up, brother? I mean, I'm decent. I just you know, I am addicted to work, man. So it just be like tough that I can't have my regular routine moving, but at the same time I'm still being hella productive. I got my setup, so I'm cooking whether I'm in the store or at the crib, so I'm still being productive, man. That's that's really what I'm just trying to hold on to, like the fact that it's still shit to do, even with this going on. Obviously, we all saw the Instagram live of you a boy one that we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, we also saw uh, Big Sean in there. So, and obviously, it sounds like you guys have been working real hard on uh, that Detroit too. So, you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Just um, we've been kind of working for about a year and a half, I would say, maybe a little longer. Just you know, just kind of cranking ideas. Like when we started, we didn't really have a a set, you know thing that we was doing we just was like we linked up i forgot we might have been uh we saw each other, each other at a show i believe and just reconnected he came through we just just start going through ideas man and now fast forward to now we probably got like 20 25 records like just in the can so you know just um when it started developing into the detroit two shit that's when i really just was like i gotta I gotta like take my intensity up and just kind of match his you know what i'm saying like the, the same type of care and, 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 and just energy he's putting into the project, I'm, I'm matching that, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go neck and neck so this shit could be the best possible on my side. Yeah, man. I mean, he sounds, I mean, I've, I've watched his interviews and see a couple of his, uh, you know, stories he's put up. And he sounds more focused than I've I've heard him in, in years, and nah, I think he, yeah, I think I don't know if it's because he took some time away or whatever. But could you uh, let, shed some light on that? I mean, as far as I know, you know, he just kind of definitely took time to elevate. I, I wouldn't even, you know, I don't want to speak to whether he took a break or whatever, you know, what I'm saying you want to call it. But I just know personally, knowing him from like 2010, 2011, probably 
longer than that. I probably met him in like 2008, I'm going to say, something like that. Um, anyway, just like, you know, seeing the type of person he's grown into and just the, the, the mentally where he's at, you know what I'm saying? It's really going into the music and you're going to be able to really sit back and reflect when you listen to the album. Like, okay, I can see exactly where he's at with it. Yeah, bro. I mean, you, you mentioned it going back to like 20, 2009, 2010. I mean, I feel like that's around the same time we met, like way back in Source days and stuff. You were the first person to put me in a magazine and a Source shit. That was like 2010, I believe. Yeah, bro. I, st- I still got that issue, man. That's a, that's a special issue that's for me, bro. I got, that shit. I got that shit blown up in the crib. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, I mean, damn, let's, let's, let's take it back a little bit then, man. man. I remember the first time we came through to the Source... And uh, you know it was it was Surf Club back then, and you and Chasing Cash it's, came through. It's, it's, it's always Surf Club, man. That's just embedded in me. It's mm-hmm. Like just the, the way I produce and the out, thinking outside the box and shit. That just definitely come from the base of what we started with the Surf Club shit. Even before I met Chasing Cash, working with the homies Chili Chill and BC, and just like the shit. It was like really just on some like swag shit. You know what I'm saying? And just trying to come different with the way we was dressing, the way we was. You know what I'm saying? Making music and all that. And I kind of still carry that with me. So that shit is surf club is always the shit. But just going back to then, you know what I'm saying? It definitely was just development stages for me. You know what I'm saying? I That was like four. Well, no, no. I'm going to say that was like seven years into me making beats. But professionally, that was maybe about three or four years into me like really doing this shit. So for things to be developing. And I started. People don't even know. Like I started in 07. My first professional like, you know, song I, I sold was um to Jennifer Lopez and shit. So I didn't jump into that bag to where the hip-hop world was really paying attention to me until I did the Drop the World with Chase and shit like that. So that was a major moment. Yeah, I remember those days, man. I remember uh, even you, you was messing with even a lot of the pop records even after Drop the World came out. I know you did some stuff with Well I Am and, like, Britney Spears and, you know, some, some big joints back then. But, uh, you know, I, I remember, you know, a little bit after when you started uh, kind of making a name for yourself, you know, as a as a producer on the solo tip, I mean, uh, you know, you really gave a lot of sauce to like good music and that whole era and Kanye. And, you know, I remember the days when we was, uh, you know, talking during like Watch the Throne sessions, like all all those crazy times. Man. So, um, man, take me take me a little bit back to those days and, and, and recording the Mercy and uh, the, the the creation of that album, because, you know, we're almost. Man, that- it's it's a it's a minute ago now, man. Yeah, that that was like 2011 type shit. So that's that's them. They're going on 10 years, but I'll still go to New York. You know, like I was there like maybe four or five months ago, and I'll stay at the Mercy, and I can still feel that energy, man. That shit was just next level. Like the type of people that was in them sessions, and just the way that you know, just thinking back, like damn, like niggas had me in the middle of the room with like fucking superstars and. Uh, major directors like Spike Lee and all type of just random figures that's just like the highest echelon and like I'm playing keys I'm playing beats I'm making shit on the spot like Hove I mean like like Kanye would like be like picking me up to Hove and shit like man this nigga can make beats in 5-10 minutes he'd be like nigga go cook this little sample up and then nigga 10 minutes later he nigga you better come play this shit like I just bragged about you so like it just was like you know it was a lot of I'm not going to say pressure, but just that was a real level up for me on all levels. Just seeing the swag on high levels, the the high level music, the the high level people that was around. That just really opened my eyes to be like, okay, this shit is real. And if I really want this shit, I got to take it super serious. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say pressure either, but I would say it definitely puts you on a different trajectory when it came to your career, man, because, you know, I mean, even just calling yourself Hit Boy is, is a hell of a, you know, boastful, was, you know, I mean, that was manifestation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And even, you know, being in that room with all those people and Kanye banged you up and, you know, the trajectory you've been on ever since then, I wouldn't say that was like your start because, you know, clearly you was, you was putting all records before then, but no, that definitely. Definitely, that definitely puts you in a different world. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Working on something you know, revered as like Watch the Throne. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then for niggas to be like, oh, you have the biggest song on that album, that shit mean a lot. You know what I'm saying? Not to even just me, but that shit inspired the next generation. Like, man, I literally just came from making beats at the crib to fucking making what niggas is like, this is Kanye and Jay Z's biggest song together type shit. All right, man. So let's let's fast forward to last weekend, bro. I mean, I was we all in the crib, you know, cooped up, nothing to do. Right. I saw the Timberland and Swiss Beats, uh, beat battle. Bro, that shit had that shit. I, I I was like, that shit had me laughing. That shit had me like <laughs> amazed. I was like, yo, this shit crazy. Like these are the beats that raised me when I like when I was hearing these beats. I didn't even fucking think about making beats. I wouldn't even think that I could be doing this shit so it's like for for me to just be able to see that you know that was that was amazing and then I don't know what that energy that just brewed in the air I kept seeing the comments like boy one the first hit boy I'm, I, I'm not really thinking it's gonna materialize but mm-hmm. when I, I had saw it I was at the crib just doing the same shit everybody was doing posting you know, go on Twitter I see Joe Budden say something so I laugh like whatever then niggas started texting me then what blew it over, what, what what took it over the top for me was Vince Staples called me. It was like, man, these niggas trying to mark you out on Twitter, like trying to make you, like, <laughs> with the shit. So I'm like, all right, bro. Nigga hung up with that nigga and hopped straight on Twitter like I'm checked in. And from there, it was like just a snowfall, just like people paying attention. Bro, it, it's, it's crazy that like you guys had to follow up Timbaland and Swiss because like you said it, man, like those guys made records that, you know – Shape the way we listen to music. Yeah, like, they're never going nowhere. And, you know, to be, like, the one producer lineup, you know what I mean, especially from the 2010s, the decade just ended. Like, we always talk about, you know, who's, who's like, the super producers, the go-to guys. And for y'all two to be those guys, man, how did that feel to even just get that, you know, that follow-up? It's funny because... I would always feel like, man, like, niggas don't really understand my discography. They don't really understand, like, who I really am and shit like that. And I would have these, like, you know, just like, damn, like, I done done so much and niggas still don't connect the dots. So that was, like, for me, just, like, that was a, a great, like, dot connector, like, for people to be like, god damn, this nigga really been doing this shit. This nigga really got joints, like, all that, you know what I'm saying? And it, Boy One did as well, like, even though he, you know, he been shouted out by Drake on 20 plus songs. <laughs> Niggas still be like, you know, put the the newer, younger producers that's working with, I guess you want to say the, the new, young, hot artists and shit, like, and act like them is just the guys, but it's like, man, we really, like, titans in this shit, and really didn't have to get in rooms when niggas had to go platinum for real, when niggas had to sell records for real, like, we was doing platinum, double platinum, triple platinum records, so, you know, this shit is for real. Yeah, I mean, you guys are, like, the last, 
generation. Well, I guess we're in the last generation of people who have to go and buy CDs, right? So, like, you know, the going platinum back then is definitely different from going platinum right now. You can go platinum off, like, YouTube streams and SoundCloud streams and stuff like that. Yeah, which is dope, and I'm not going to discredit that at all, but then I'll see, like, a new artist where it's like, oh, this artist is next to Prince and Michael Jackson, and it's like, come on. <laughs> come the fuck on, man. Like, niggas is playing out here, but, you know, it is what it is. The game shift, the game change, and you got to roll with it. You see Drake, that nigga just did a full-on TikTok record, like, the game changed, my nigga. It's talking about we talking about Drake. Like that nigga just put out a fucking. He started the record with the TikTok dancing kids. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just a new day. It's a new game. So everybody better just catch up to what's going on. I I, I can see that, man. Because you know when it comes to you, uh, you know you you have so many different production styles, and I feel like. You know, I, I just like reading your your body language during some of that battle. I could tell you were kind of getting like, I wouldn't say frustrated, but like you kind of mentioned that like, yo, I think these people don't really know like what I do, like how 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 versatile I am, like how many styles I got. And, no, but that, that that got shown that night. I left that shit where it is. You know, what I'm saying it's some it's certain records that now I'm like looking back and like, damn, I wish I would have played whoop de whoop like maybe like two or three more records. But at the same time, like dog, like that shit did what it was supposed to do. And you know, I got to premiere some new nip and big Sean shit that's like that's that was like what damn near niggas is talking about the highlight of the battle was. So that's what niggas is remembering this shit by anyway. You're damn right. The last thing we was talking about was the Nipsey and uh and Big Sean record. So, man, is, is there anything you can kind of divulge to us about how that record came about? I mean, I know you and Nip were real close, and you know, you, it, that was just you know something I was working on when I uh, was doing racks in the middle. Like, you know, sometimes he don't want to take a break off working on racks, and then I'll pull up another beat and he'll be like, okay, let me try some shit to this, and he end up doing a joint to that, and. You know, obviously he passed away, so we didn't get to finish it. And um, Sean uh, came through one day. You know, this, this is after we've been working for a while. You know, we talk about Nip, we talk about life, we talk about all these things that's personal to him. And um, I'm like, yo, I got this shit I did with Nip, and he just got the energy of what we're talking about right now, just some, just straight direct to the point, you know what I'm saying, fire shit. That you could really spaz on, and I pulled it up, played it. That nigga went crazy, and then you know he took it with him, did the joint. Next thing you know, he's like, "Yeah, this shit gotta go on the album." So this is gonna be on Detroit too, positively, right? I mean, unless some crazy freak event happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's switch gears a little bit, man. I mean, you know, we just talked about racks in the middle, uh, and and you know the work that you did on that record. And, um, you know, obviously yesterday, which would have been Wednesday, uh, was a year to the day that uh, Nipsey passed away. Um, you know, uh, I would just love to know what was your last um, interaction with Nip before he passed? The whole time we was working, he was like pulling up to my studio. It'd be days where he'd tell me he'd come in and then he don't show up. And then there's days he don't say nothing at all. And then he could just pop in the door. Like, my fault for popping up on you. And I'm like, nigga, it's all love type shit. And so this whole time, we didn't work, like, for weeks at a time, like, just at my spot. And the last time I seen him, he invited me to his spot downtown. He had a studio downtown. He invited me. It was some other producers in there, Mike and Keys, um, my nigga Sap, uh, a few people. So we just all, all just playing shit. They playing shit. I'm playing beats. I'm playing songs, whatever, whatever. 
and um, it was just a vibe. Like, we was just chilling. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing out of the ordinary, man. Like, I still remember that shit like yesterday. And, um, yeah, bro, like, just for fast forward, this was probably like a week and a half before it happened. Mm. Uh, and then when I shit just, you know, hit the news, I'm like, yo, this shit is unreal, bro. Like, I definitely broke down. I, I mean, I, I'm, I still think about the shit and break down. So it's like, I don't, you know. This, I, I dealt with a whole lot of personal shit in there for it to like bleed over into like the music shit too like the people I'm working with in, in, on the musical front like that shit is just crazy like we was talking every day bro like he was he'll FaceTime me at 8 in the morning he'd be sending me samples at 6 in the morning like yo when you get up flip this shit I'm gonna pull up we'll, we'll, um, you know talking about having me heavily heavily involved with the album the, new, the next album that Racks in the Middle was gonna be on um, yeah, man, we just had got super close. Like, we, we was already cool. Like, you know, he, he when my pops was out and I was, you know, doing the we the plug shit with the homies, HS87 and all that shit, you know, Nick was super supportive. He, would, he was coming through fucking with me and my pops. He was doing songs. He was kicking it. And um, during the whole Victory Lap shit, I wasn't even, like, um, talking to Nick much. I didn't even work on Victory Lap at all, you know what I'm saying? But that was still my nigga. But just some for some reason... Top of 2019, just reconnected and just was around each other damn near every other day. He was pulling up on me, we was working, and we just had a real, you know, respect for each other, man. Yeah, man. I mean, in addition to that, I feel like y'all had such a connection to um, the way California sounds now, especially young California. Uh, do you feel a lot of uh, responsibility for that as far as like being able to carry that torch? In all honesty, I just feel like this is something I've been preparing for. Like, even with the the, the Wonder Battle the other day, to go back to that, like, that shit just gave me a whole new um, appreciation for, 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 the, for the, the craft and just how much work I really have put in, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit is just wild. Like, you know, Wonder as well. Like, like man, this is a long catalog, a long stretch of real records, you know what I'm saying? So that shit just got me motivated. I hate to keep, you know, going back and, and, and talking about Nip, but, I mean, Racks in the Middle was, you know, especially for that be, like, you know, the last song that he put out, like, while alive. Man, Nip had to damn near fight for the song to come out. You know what I'm saying? His label was trying to delay it and push it back and not believe in it the real way and all this shit, bro. Like, I vividly remember him hitting me like, man, I don't care what these niggas talking about. This shit is a hit. Like, we can't let nobody tell us different. Whoop-de-whoop. They had certain records, you know, of artists that was signed to Atlantic and they like, you know, we putting out this huge record with whoop-de-whoop. We don't want to put it out. That nigga Nick, like, fuck that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's just that. He believes in what we was doing. He believes in what we was doing and we got a Grammy off this, the, the song we made, bro, the, the, the last song he ever recorded as far as the history. You've got Grammys in the past, man, but was this one a little bit more bittersweet than the rest? Of course, the bitterness of him not being here, but it was sweet, bro, because we caught this shit, man. And I felt like this was Grammy-level production from the jump. I felt like this was a Grammy-level song. Like, what are we missing? Hook, the beat is fucking fire. The hook fire. The lyrics is fire. The delivery on every piece of everything is just crazy. Like, that shit, to me, from day one, deserved a Grammy. So, for that to come into fruition, that shit just gave me more motivation, bro. Like, to just be like, man, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. In addition to that, I mean, I know 
that song introduced a lot of the world to Roddy Rich as well. And I know you guys were working together. How's that relationship built out, especially, you know, being able to work on that song together and him being a surviving member of it? I was just a fan of Roddy. Mm. Like, I was, I didn't even, like, you know, I wanted to work with him, obviously, but I just was listening to his shit as a fan, bro. Like, I'd pull up to my studio, turn Die Young on, nigga, play his mixtape shit. Like, this nigga's fire, bro. And then I just so happened to know the homie, my nigga, Knowledge. He worked at Atlantic. I know him for some years, and, um, he was like, man, I'm going to introduce you to Roddy. He up there working with another artist that was working at the same studio I work at. So after um, Bro had been working all day with the other artists, he come in at like 1 o'clock just to meet real quick. Bro was supposed to just you know get introduced to me. I'm like, nigga, I just made this beat, which was the Racks in the Middle beat. I'm like, let me play this shit for him. Play it. He like, oh, let me try some shit. Nigga, this nigga's dead tired. He probably recorded seven, eight songs. That day, you know what I'm saying? It's like one o'clock. We all one o'clock in the morning. We all ready to dip. Nigga, the beat just lit up the room. Everybody like, okay, yeah, we gotta do this. Mm. He did the fucking verse. He did the hook. Then he did a whole verse, bro. Song was done. It was a, it was a right. It was gonna be me featuring Roddy. I was gonna take the song, put it out through my situation, and it was gonna be just all Roddy on the song. Then I was like, man, maybe I should play this shit for Nipsey if he do a verse. He heard the song. It was like, nah, bro, I need you to give me this shit for my shit, my nigga. Like, this shit too cold. Like, and when I thought about it, I'm like, that shit makes sense. It's going to make everybody look A1. It's going to make everybody look big. It's going to be a look for Roddy, a look for me, a look for Nip. Like, we all just combining the powers with this shit. Hell yeah, man. And it did exactly what it had to do as far as, uh, you know, not even just being culturally and critically acclaimed. That shit is almost like an anthem now. I mean, it is an anthem now. You know what I mean? So, um... You know, obviously, you've worked with a lot of huge artists in the past, man, and, you know, more to come. Um, do you get more satisfaction out of working with some of these, like, superstar, legendary artists? Or do you like, you know, building shit from scratch and, you know, trying to, you know, craft a sound with, you know, a young up-and-comer? What what gets more satisfaction out of you? In all honesty, bro, I don't give a fuck if it's new artist, old artist, a songwriter, a rapper, a trap nigga, whatever the fuck. Long as I can leave the studio, turn that shit on in my car and enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter, bro. Like, that's what I do this shit for. Like, I done worked with Hella Legends, worked with Young Niggas, Juice World, Roddy, Polo G, you know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas, but my ultimate goal is just to be able to leave the studio and throw the shit on in my whip and be like, okay, yeah, this shit hard. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Absolutely. 1,000%. 1,000%. I'm going to ask you just like a few more questions before I let you get out of here, man. Um, So, I mean, one thing I just want to know is, you know, if you could referee one of these IG live battles that is going on right now between two producers or two songwriters or, or to anybody, who would it be and for why? Yeah, I've been seeing some good matchups online. I would like to see on an entertainment level like Mike Will and Mustard because I know Mike uh, Mustard got a lot of personality and Mike Will funny as hell being from the South. Like, I think that should be a legendary one. I can see that too. I, I definitely want to see some more young producer niggas. I've been seeing the OGs getting in, Scott Storch and all of them. I got love from everybody. I want to see some young niggas go at it. How me and bro just was like, fuck it. We doing records right now, nigga. I'm literally, bro. I told your brother, like, nigga, I, I moved it from one to two because I am I got my equipment at the house in the headphones. I'm working on Sean's album still right now. It's like, 
about to hang up the phone with you and go finish another song. I'm doing post production, I'm adding shit, like we just really locking it in. Oh yeah, and it seems like Sean's in a, in a great place right now mentally, especially when it comes to the music. And it sounds like you're in incredible places as well, man. Um, hit, bro. It's always good hearing from you. I don't want to take too much of your time, man. I know you gotta uh, go finish that album, finish that project. But we'll get up soon, brother. Take it easy, man. Hey, and it's Benny the Butcher Project, dog. This shit hard. Me and bro got a whole album. Man. Oh, oh shit. Well, damn. Tell, tell me more about that. I know you was working on the whole project together. Yeah, nah, me and Benny, we got a whole album, bro. I produced some shit, like, um, just kind of came on some, like, I just hit bro on some, like, Instagram shit, like, this was months ago, but maybe, damn near, like, a year ago now. Yeah. CD was in LA, I'm like, shit, I got the stool, nigga, pull up. We just caught a little vibe, bro, and we just kept going, like, first record we made, niggas is like, all his homies, him, like, everybody in the room, just like, yo, this shit different. We just kept that uh, energy up, and now we got a whole album. That shit coming out this year for sure. This shit crazy. Well, goddamn! As soon as people hear about this, I definitely want motherfuckers to. I, I want to put the pressure on y'all to put it out earlier than we need to. But I feel like Man. since we in the house right now, we need some of that. Nah, we do. We do. It's that time. We working on it right now, bro, as we speak. So I'm gonna keep y'all updated. Hell yeah, yo! Hit always good hearing from you, brother. Take it easy, finish that album, man, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up soon, especially once all this is over, bro. Oh, it's a show. Stay safe. And that's a wrap on the show. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kazim. That's K-A-Z-E-E-M. And you can follow the page on Twitter, Say Less with Kaz. That's S-A-Y-L-E-S-S-W-I-T-H-K-A-Z. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, all those places. Appreciate y'all listening. Leave a nice review, maybe a comment if it's nice enough. And I catch you next week or next day or however long we're doing this shit. But stay less.